Blog Talk Radio. VIP Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Deneen White. Today I am so excited to introduce you to Natalie Woods. Natalie modeled when she was younger and now she is trying to get back into the industry and I can't wait for you to hear her story and hear about the differences between then and now. Hi Natalie, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's awesome to be here. Awesome. Very cool. So this is going to be the fastest 30 minutes of your whole day, probably. So can you start by telling my audience what? I said probably. (laughs) Yep. So can you start by telling my audience a little bit about your background? Well, um, I used to model when I was a young child. Um, I started when I was eight years old because my grandmother, she was actually a model back in the 70s and 60s. Um, and I ended up learning from her. And from then on, I went to an agency because I went to a modeling school, which they pushed me over to the agency afterwards and um, ended up being hired by the agency after I got my pictures and stuff taken, um, which a lot of people think modeling is free. No, modeling wasn't free even when I was a kid. Um, I still had to pay for my pictures to be done, even as a child, to get into an agency. And I got into the agency um, at 11 years old. Um, I was a very, very young child. I was in the development department. Um, should I go into grave detail, or should I just keep it like just? Um, let Let me ask you a question. About, let Let me ask you a question about what you've said already. So, what does it mean to be in the development department of a modeling agency? Well, pretty much, I was um, still in training to learn how to be a model. So, I went into different placements in different areas. Like, I went to Japan when I was younger. Um, my parents had connections there because they are heavily involved in music. So I got a lot of opportunities through them because of what they did in the past for music and such, um, and meeting those connections as well. Um, so I went to Japan. I learned how to do my runway walk, which I'm still really good at my runway walk, which I'm really happy I got that down. Um, and I learned a lot Uh with, um, modeling, um, just pretty much glamour and beauty, because that's all I really did when I was a young kid was modeling glamour and beauty and catalog. So it really wasn't like super high fashion anyway. I just, you know, models needed to learn how to walk when I was a young girl. So, um, yeah, so pretty much the development part of an agency is you're pretty much in development. You're developing your skills. You have the potential to, um, take it farther, but it just depends on what you do with it, I guess, the opportunities that they hand, pretty much they hand you. Okay. Now, how how do you um, take those opportunities and make the best of them? Work really, really hard. (laughs) 
You have to work really, really hard and have a great attitude. Like a lot of like modeling that I've learned is to have a good attitude. It's like, like if you want to learn how to have good customer service, you like could be a model. Like I know a lot of models like that are famous have like bad attitudes now, but like when they were meeting their connections, they didn't like meet their connections with those, those attitudes. You know what I mean? Like they didn't walk Mm -hmm. around the industry like that. They had a great attitude. They, Wowed the designers with what they did as far as their talent as well, because that's you know is developed through their hard work and genetics, of course, mm-hmm. with modeling. That's yeah, pretty much what it boils down to. Um, to be blunt. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, it's the truth. Yeah, because we're all pretty tall. Um, and even if you're like, even five eight is still really short and like mm-hmm. drifting off track experiencing something this weekend it like it was kind of sad but i i understood the reasoning why the one person wasn't you know getting to walk a lot because they were five six and there was a couple of us that were five ten and one girl was like five eleven and there was a girl that was six foot so like when you get those type of heights to choose from the Mm -hmm. shorter ones you know and that's genetics to go back to yeah well you know being a great model well, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you did this weekend? This way everyone understands why we're talking about that. Yes. Um, sorry, I'm jumping around like, like crazy. No, it's okay. No, you, <laughs> no, no you, you jump around and I'll ask questions. This is perfect. Exactly. All right. So this weekend I attended a spring fashion show, like an opener for like fashion week that's going to be happening in Miami on May 29th through um june the second um okay we have a couple different types of shows they're going to be having um i won't be a part of those shows but i will be a part of the miami swim week shows so the miami fashion week is more for the younger crowd if that makes sense okay um Mm -hmm. so i won't be attending those but i will be attending the the miami swim week because it's more of diverse type of runway but still very strict on height that a lot of people okay. don't get either. Um, but this weekend I was at a fashion show for that spring, just opening one of the opening shows at a spring um, art festival that was going on down there in Miami, the art district. Okay. So it, so it was just, you know, previewing a couple of designers that will be there and a couple of their pieces, not the brand new pieces that will be out, of course, um, for mm-hmm. the fashion week. <laughs> but a couple of their yeah. pieces so that people got a sense of their style and, you know, what they were going to be offering as far as, like, looks not similar, but, like, what, you know, their style is as far as fashion. Okay. Now, I have a question for you. So yes. you've walked, like, the runway internationally. So what is the difference between, like, running the run – not running, walking the runway in – say Tokyo versus walking the runway in the show you did this weekend in Miami um I didn't really get to walk it in Tokyo I got to learn it because I was young I didn't really get to step on with the older girls that wasn't ever a part of it that's why I said I did more catalog um beauty and glamour type things like photo shoots um I did get to learn it though I got to study it there but the difference there's a huge difference in even Mm -hmm. just studying it so I'll give that example okay um, yeah, that would be great. Um, it's very, very strict in Asia in general. And I 
like heard that from a lot of people in the top of the industry even say that it's very tough in Asia and it was it was very tough um I was very young too and I was very sad at times but it was like you know what I worked my butt off even when I'm sad I still like pick up and like you know what I'm still gonna do it and <laughs> I've yeah. had that attitude yeah. even as a kid um and here in America it seems a little lax like like modeling schools aren't really what they are cracked up to be in America like um I'm sure like Alicia's even said like modeling schools it's just you know it's just a modeling school um I haven't been to one since I was like a little kid though um and they have changed throughout the decades. Modeling schools were a little bit more strict when I was a kid. Um, now they just pretty much take anyone. Um, when I was a kid, okay. they were even strict on when they were, like who they're going to take people's money from. Like they were like, oh, well, this girl's not tall enough. This girl doesn't have her nails like clean. You know, like certain things they were checking when I was a kid. I remember because they impacted my life so much to be checked like that as a kid, even at a freaking modeling school, like they're checking my nails, like measuring me, mm-hmm. and doing my height. And I'm like, Oh Jesus Christ. I feel strangely <laughs> at home. <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, even like today, like I haven't been to a modeling school, but I've worked with John Casablanca in their modeling division. I never went to their school ever. Um, I went to the MCM part, which they're modeling whatever. I don't remember their initial what they mean. Sorry, guys. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but even there, I just saw the classes and what they were trying to do, and they tried to hire my my fiance as their photographer. And they didn't want to pay him or anything. They just wanted to show up with all his lights and his equipment and just do it for free <laughs> for a couple of hours for a modeling school where these people aren't even going anywhere. He's like, I can't even use these girls in my book. Like, what am I going to do with these pictures? Like, why would anyone do this? Yeah. And like, it's like, and it's sad nowadays that modeling schools have turned into just, you know, where they're just collecting money and teaching you different things, I mm-hmm. guess, about the industry. But, I mean, they're not really – they're not saying the reality as harshly as it is. And a lot of people, yeah. like, still need to learn that. Like, that's what I learned when I was younger mm-hmm. at modeling school, that they don't teach too much now. Now it's like just get the girls in with the, some money and got all these seminars and all these people coming in. And I'm like, okay, this is awkward. Like, it's just – it's really sad how that's changed throughout the decades. I guess. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like I, I think that there's there's some kind of stipulation now that they can't discriminate. So if like so yeah. if someone like me who's like five five and two hundred pounds walks in, they can't say, oh, you know what, you're never going to be successful. We we can't have you. So they would still let me come in. They would. I mean, I'm also forty three years old. So like if I went to any of these modeling schools, they'd be like, oh my gosh, welcome. And they, they, there's, there's some yeah. kind of law like anti-discrimination, anti-discrimination law, so they could let like, me I hate think. When... Oh yeah. What? No, so they could like yeah. let me. They could like totally let me lead me to believe. Okay, you know what, Denise, you may be like thirty years older than the average model, and you may be like way too, way too chubby, and you're like five inches too short. But you know what? We're gonna teach you to walk the runway, and like. It's I, I 
I understand, like, the anti-discrimination laws, but also it's so disingenuous to, like, lead people to believe that they can, like, walk the runway in New York Fashion Week. I mean, exactly. I know there's no way I'm ever going to do that. <laughs> like, it's not fair, but, it, but, it's at, but it's because, like, we live in a world where they want to give everyone a participation trophy. Hey, look yeah, at me. I got, my, I, have, I got my certificate from Barbizon. New York Fashion Week, here I come. And then, like, the agents are going to laugh me out of New York. <laughs> exactly. And, like, what's sad is it kind of dampens, like, people that have actually, like, in the industry because then people think, oh, well, it's just this and this. It's like, no, you have no idea how intense the real industry is, how where you're going to be doing photo shoots. Now, that was the part that was intense was where – taking photo shoots like it's windy it's cold and I still gotta look pretty for this campaign mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I'm dying but yeah a lot of people don't get to shoot even like that on location they think everything is just done in studio that's it or at home and their weird snapchat thing they're doing now I don't know I'm not <laughs> apt onto that either like I have a snapchat i think but i don't remember how to get on it so i don't know it's kind of weird i'm not into that whole new new thing anyway i'm not a big i don't like what social media has done to like the industry i guess if that makes sense like it's made it seem like everybody with some pictures is in the industry everybody with some pictures has experienced it and they're doing it now and making the money, living the life, and reality, it's like that's not what, like, they let falsehoods play in a reality into our minds, and it's like, wow, really? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I like social media at times when it's used correctly, but mm. when people are, like, mostly playing games, because we all know it's mostly people playing games when they're on social media. Like, I yeah. just learned about people buying followers and stuff at work today. Well, a girl's told me. Oh, I was yeah. like, what? How do you do that? Yeah. How do you go buy a follower? Like, how does that make sense? <laughs> you just bought this person yeah, to like no. your thing? That doesn't seem well in profits. <laughs> I, I, and, but you I know like, the thing is, it, go ahead. It is. It's like, wow. Yeah. That's not a professional. Professionals yeah, don't buy followers. Professionals don't have yeah. to buy likes. People just know who they are from events they've been to or things they've done. That's where, like, I've gotten mm-hmm. some of mine. I don't have a ton. I have, like, 6,000 on Instagram, and that's just from doing different events and going to different stuff, really. And, yeah. like, we did at the last event this weekend, we, um, some of the girls and I, we, like, gave each other our phones and started switching to get the social media thing. Like, that's, like, easy and free, just go out and socialize and then you'll get some real people to follow you. It's just weird. Like I was blown away when I learned that today. (laughs) Yeah. And the crazy thing is too, it's kind of like what we talked about, about Barbizon. Like I I could, I could go to Barbizon and get myself a certificate. I could also buy myself 10,000 followers. But what people don't realize is that real casting directors that are looking at your social media they say, okay, you know what, it's great. You have 10,000 followers, but you have no interaction. So those followers are completely invalid. So, like, but going out and buying 10,000 followers is like me at, at five foot five and 200 pounds getting myself a Barbizon certificate. It's 
absolutely useless in the real world. It feels really good. Exactly. You can get the swipe up feature on Instagram, but it's completely bogus. <laughs> exactly. It's like so nobody saw it, like nobody ever. Like I can well, understand I mean, pe- like people don't think that. Well, I guess they don't think it all the way through when they do it. Because it's like, it's hard to get a like from your friends. They're like, oh, I saw your picture. Why didn't you like it? Oh, well, I forgot. Oh, fuck. I know. <laughs> I know. Like, what? Look, you know what? I'm unfriending you. I'm never going to like anything you said again. No, it's the same, it is the same thing. Because it's like, I mean, like, that's what people don't realize. Like, and I love that you're bringing all this up, Natalie, because, like, the fact is, is that the modeling industry is hard. And I love, like, the thing we're talking to about, like, everyone thinks, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a model. I'm going to walk the runway. It's going to be amazing. And the temperature is going to be 72 degrees, and I'm going to glisten and glow. But, like, like, I follow a lot of casting directors on Instagram. And, like, even the casting directors, like, the one day I was following one – there's one guy, and he was, like – he was, like, hiking up a mountain to get the perfect shot with his girls. I was, like, dang. (laughs) That isn't the way I pictured it. Oh boy! Well, yeah, right. It's when you crazy. go up against a lot of people, you need like great pictures. Like, you need everything. Like, it's a, it's a huge investment, and a lot of people think everything's free, and it's like, no, it's not. Not to make it work. Like, yeah, my parents had to spend like, they spent two grand on my pictures when I was a kid to get them, to get the quality to even like get me into the agency. So they put a huge mm-hmm. investment in my career, and they put an investment on my modeling school to help me with some of my etiquette because I was really clumsy as a kid. I was. Like, mm-hmm. I was the total opposite of, like, runway-type person because I grew up on a farm. So um, growing okay. up on a farm, you're a totally different mindset than the whole runway thing. Um, a lot of people yeah, are like, wow, you grew up on a farm? Like, yeah, I grew up on a farm, 180-acre farm, pretty isolated. Nice. But – it was a good time to learn with my family and such. Um, mm-hmm. We were really book smart. That's why we ended up having to leave because of the school district actually telling my parents that there's not much we can do for these kids. These kids are a little smart. You're going to have to put them in a different area. So that's what happened oh, with wow. that in my school system. So I ended up going to a different school that was actually really good, which I was really happy about. And then I ended up going to Ohio State for college. I didn't graduate Ohio State, but I got some credits there to go on to my other school for music production, which was Full Sail University. I ended up switching majors. Awesome. And I did finish Full Sail. Okay. So I am a college graduate. <laughs> awesome. Um, a little bit more about That's myself. That's fantastic. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I went so into music production. About... Go ahead. No, okay, so you went into music production? Yes, that was after um, Ohio State. I started in psychology. Um, I did that for a semester. I had to finish the semester because I was in the Ohio State marching band. And with the contract I signed with the marching band and everything, and I had already paid all the fees and everything, um, Mm -hmm. I had to continue. Like, it was like a commitment type thing. So (laughs) I was stuck. (laughs) For a while, okay. but I was happy they made me stay because I got some great credits and great like grades to pass on to my school for music production. 
which was later, which is okay. still kind of something I still, I guess it's my new struggle because modeling was my first struggle and now music is my next struggle because, like, I fight it a okay. lot. It's, like, in my family. And so I guess I fight it a lot to not do it because it's so prevalent in my family. So I feel like it'd be a little bit too, you know, haha, that's, that's expected. Like, you know, and I don't think I should feel mm-hmm. that way because that doesn't help you be successful. If that makes sense. <laughs> I yeah. think that's the one well, thing that's been holding me back. Well, how did you, how did you fight through the struggle with modeling and how do you plan on fighting through the struggle for music production? Um, I don't really want to produce. Um, I do a lot more singing. Um, I will produce, like, in writing my own songs and such, because a lot of artists don't even, still don't do that anymore. They used to. Mm-hmm. It's like everything okay. pretty much downgraded as far as, like, music, modeling, everything. But <laughs> I'm going to continue to write music. I've always written music. Um, it's something I'm really good at. I'm good at, like, writing lyrics to songs. Um, I'm good at arranging lyrics for songs. It's like a weird, I guess, being on the farm and like being that kind of isolated and doing and listening to my parents with the music and such before they would go off and travel. And because they traveled even when we were little kids, I got to travel when I was two to Japan when I was a little kid with my mom and dad because they were performing out there for a tour. Um, cool. So I guess it really helped open my mind to that part of music. Um, But it's been a struggle because my parents and I have not gotten along. And I think what will help me overcome it is like this, admitting it, that this is one of my big struggles that I need to overcome as far as like music. And it's like more of a, not a fear, but more of a, a doubt. So that's kind of a fear, right? They, kind of, yeah. I mean, fear and doubt kind fear. of go hand in hand. Like if you have if you have doubt, it instills fear, and if you have fear, it instills Let's doubt. So they're kind of like best I friends. I feel like since they're so like prevalent in the industry, that I don't want to feel like that I'm not good enough to be in the industry just because they're in the industry. If that makes sense. Yeah, you don't want to live in their shadows. Essentially, like you exactly. want to be successful on your own. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess that's why I've then. always ran to modeling and because well, my grandma did it, but modeling, that doesn't matter if your grandma did it or if your mother did it. If you don't have the height requirement mm-hmm. and the size requirement, they don't care. And nowadays, yeah. even for me to walk fashion shows today, I'm still feeling honored to walk every segment if I get to go in because I know how to work with designers. I really do. I like I've done it for so long now. It's like, oh, man, I just love designers. Though. And they end up loving me once they meet me. And um, mm-hmm. I know how to work clothes, and I'm good at walking. So that really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've yeah. kept my shape down pretty pretty low for my age as well. Okay. Um, I'm even getting dinner now. My coworkers are like, you have lost so much weight. What are you doing? I'm like riding my bike <laughs> every day. <laughs> for at least an hour. I guess that's what happens when you live in paradise. You can ride your bike for an hour every day. Yeah, because, like, if it rains, even yesterday it rained a little bit. I was like, I'm still going. I'm going. I don't care. And I did. I went. <laughs> I got wet, but I didn't care. That's awesome. 
I'm dedicated to staying down and doing this and yeah. trying to be successful in the entertainment industry. And I won't if I don't, if I can't keep a dedication to my own body, if you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. if I can't do that, I can't yeah. be successful in the industry. So, and I think that's. I think that's another nuance that so many people forget too. Like so many people like want to be successful and they think someone like there's just a magic wand that they're going to show up and like someone's going to discover them and they're going to be awesome. But the fact of the yep. matter is, is that like, especially yeah, poof, right. It's, I wish there was a poof. We've got to be having a completely different conversation with you. But um, I think that like people need to hear like everything that you're saying, like, there are there, – it's it's a really strenuous industry. Like, I remember when Mike first asked me, he's like, okay, I want you to do a podcast. You're going to be inter- you're going to be interviewing models. I'm like, what? Am I possibly going to ask a model? Oh, how, like, and – but since – like, I've been doing this a year now, and I have learned so much about what it takes to be a model. Like, I would – like, I would love to, like, have, like, one big, like, round table – and just, like, get every, like, all the models that I know to sit down and have a conversation to, like, smack reality into people who's, this is their, this is what they want to do. Because, like, it's, like, people think, like, okay, I'll put pretty makeup on and I'll smile big and I'll be a model, but that is not at all what it takes. <laughs> no. It takes attitude, yeah. it takes body and genetics, and, like, genetically, if it just doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like, my sister, we're the total mm-hmm. opposite. Well, not total, because she's been she's small and petite, but she's small and petite, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm 5'10". Yeah. Um, my mom's 5'9". My dad was 6 foot. My sister's 5'3". What happened? <laughs> <laughs> All the tall genes and like, everyone else. Yes, there's only, like, there was only three, like, short people in my family because, like, all my boys, like, Especially younger ones are like six five and six six and crap. My family's tall. Um, yeah. My grandmother, my great grandmother, was short. Um, the one that had my grandmother, who ended up being a model, which they, her daddy was really tall. Um, mm-hmm. He was six foot three. My grand great grandmother, um, his wife, was five foot two. Around my sister's height. Oh wow! I think she's five two and a half. Um, she tries to say she's five three, but I don't. I don't think so. I'm a tall person. You're the half it is. Your height. <laughs> <laughs> like you're still elbow length, so you're kind of five two. <laughs> you're kind of really small. That's so mean. I'm, I can I rest tell my I'm elbow, five, like, five I can rest half. on her. Like it's so funny. <laughs> We're like total opposites that way. <laughs> But, um, well, Natalie, I'm not hanging out with you in Hollywood because Aww. you'll just call me short and I'll, you'll hurt my feelings. <laughs> no, you're not my sister, though. She's actually up in Newport. True. Like, if I get to go to Hollywood, um, I'd be staying with her anyway. But awesome. <laughs> very yeah. Okay, well, don't let her listen to this podcast where you make fun of her height. Okay, this has to stay oh, okay. between us. I won't. I'll just say it to her face. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sounds good. That's awesome. Oh. So, I have. So, if you could give, if you could give someone who's listening who wants to be a model, like a piece of advice, what piece of advice would you give them? Um, the first one is gain really, really, really thick skin, because 
you'll be told things about yourself you didn't know. And also don't take it personally because it's not personal. It's purely like business. Um, and go in with an open mind because modeling is not what you expect because when you go in thinking you know what your look's going to be like, you know how you're going to act, you know how you're going to be. No, you have no idea with modeling because you're a mannequin. Like the best advice I can give you is think that you're a mannequin and that you're open to anything because that's what you are as a model. You are a mannequin for brands pretty much. That's mm -hmm. your job. So yeah. um, have an open mind. Don't take things personally that are harsh, but have some thick skin and be prepared for the harshness. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that's awesome. I mean, I think that's all really good advice because, again, I think people walk in and they think, oh, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to wear cool clothes. People are going to do my makeup. Like, they don't take into effect. People are going to take into the thought. Like, people are going to say, you're you're too fat, even though you weigh, like, 10 pounds dripping wet. Like, you're too fat for the clothes we have. And, like, yeah. or, like, oh, I, I see a blemish on your skin. You're out. Like, but that's, like, that's the reality. Like, and people. I've gotten when my arms get so are too mad. long because I have really long arms. And apparently my arms are too long oh. for this designer and her sleeves. So it was, like, awkward. Like, it makes me laugh. I had never heard it before, but it was very interesting. What was she like? Hey, long arms, get out of here! <laughs> I wish I would have burst out laughing. <laughs> no, she was like, "Well, these sleeves aren't working on her arms. They're just too long. It's just too long. I just can't use her. Just, just nice. Too long arms. It was like, oh my god. <laughs> it sounds like something out of like, the Devil Wears Prada. Like it's." That's pretty much how it is. It's that hyped all the time. And, again, I didn't take it personally. I still laugh about it to this day. I laughed the day of the show because I was already walking for someone else, but he needed another model, and they said, oh, well, he liked you, and go ahead. And I'm like, oh, wow, really? Me? I mean, there's a bunch of young girls here, but that's okay. I'll go. <laughs> that's what I thought. I didn't say it. Sorry, guys. I didn't say it. Yeah. I thought it. It's okay. No, um, I think that's awesome, though. <laughs> But yeah, that was yeah. So expect anything. At this point in my yeah. time doing it, I expect anything. At this point, it's like it hit me. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you've, a good you've seen a lot. Yeah, awesome. a lot of good and bad. Yeah. So well, I mean, that's where are we the at whole now, the entertainment industry. We actually are over our time, but I'm having so much fun talking to you. So you know what we're gonna have okay. to do. We're gonna have to schedule another. We have to schedule another podcast where like we can like really talk in depth about the modeling industry from your perspective. Like now yes, everybody knows who you are. So the next time I would love to do like a re like a really in depth like yeah, um, about podcast modeling, about the modeling like, industry. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds. Can good. we do that? I was just curious too. Awesome. I was like, oh, we had like twenty minutes. No, we're over. Wow. You I know. Right. I told like you. The fastest. <laughs> yeah, it literally yeah. like like I feel like every podcast I do I should set it for an hour and just like hope for the best. But yeah. So I just want to thank you so much for giving us like the brief insight into the modeling industry and I can't wait to have you back on so like we can like really go in depth about like the the truth, like the good, the bad and the ugly of the the modeling industry. 
yep, we will talk raw about it because I am very open about talking raw about it because I just don't like the fake perspective people seem to have. It's like, guys, wake up. This isn't for everyone. Yeah. They should stop trying to say yeah. it's for everyone. It's just not. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, again, we'll, thank we'll you we'll t- for having me. Oh, my gosh. You're welcome, and I will. Um, when I hang up with you, I'll definitely, we'll definitely get the next one planned because I think that it's really important for people to walk in with like an actual, like a, a really good perspective into, yes. especially before as we're like going up to LA. Like I don't want, I would, I would really like for people to have like a really honest perspective. So we'll definitely get this yes. done in the next couple of weeks if you have time. Yes, of course, that would be awesome. awesome. I would love that. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you right. so much for your time. Go, go ride your you bike so and have welcome. a great night. <laughs> I am. How did you know? Bye. Oh, I told you. That's why. <laughs> Bye. You told me. <laughs> Bye. Have a good night. You too. Thanks. Bye. I just want to thank everyone so much for taking the time to listen to this edition of the VIP Ignite podcast. If you enjoyed my conversation with Natalie, please make sure you hit subscribe to the VIP Ignite Live podcast because I have a lot of amazing guests coming up. And if you are interested in learning how to become an actor, a model, or a musician, please visit our website at ammsociety.com where you can get registered for our next live webinar. And in case you haven't heard, we are on the road to our last live live webinar. So make sure you get subscribed. Make sure you get registered as soon as possible. Thank you so much and have a great night.